Hi, I'm Richard Fox. Welcome to Messages of Hope. Many people are doing it tough financially because of the coronavirus. Today we're talking with Kerry, whose marriage broke down. She went from living in a comfortable house and lifestyle to being a single mum with two young children and only $3 in the bank. Financial distress can happen to anyone. It can be caused by losing your job, prolonged sickness, a mental health issue or a relationship breakdown. Stay with us as Celia Filkey talks with Kerry about how she got through this difficult period of her life and discover the hope she found to get through tough times. Kerry, what was it like to suddenly be a single mum with two children and no income? Um, knowing that there was $3 in the bank account was very difficult. Um, I remember initially the kids didn't have beds. They, they slept on mattresses on the floor. You know, there'd be days when you're waiting for your Centrelink to come in where you're living off two-minute noodles or toast to, to get through to that next payment coming in. I would, I would turn up at my parents' house at 4.30 some nights in the hope that they would, you know, say, what, do you want to stay for dinner? And usually they, usually they did. Did your parents know you were struggling? They had no idea. No, nobody knew, just me. So why? Why didn't you tell them? Um, I think because I thought I was doing okay. I kind of felt there was people out there that, that were worse off than where I was and I probably didn't think I was in a place to complain or needed help at the time. Just thought I just had to cope. Plus at the time I didn't actually know that there was anywhere I could go to get help. What kept you going? Um, I think my faith had a lot to do with it. I've grown up going to church and kind of just knew there was, you know, someone watching over us, I guess, that whatever was going to happen, you know, someone had a bigger plan than what, you know, I was, I was aware of. So I think I just put, I put faith that everything was going to be okay. So how did you know that? What's, what's that sense of somebody there? Can you explain that to me? It's hard to explain. I think lots of things have happened in my, in my life. My dad died when I was 18. So I've been through a few um, rough patches in my past already, and that's what, what got me through that. It's that, that knowing there's somebody. Yeah, someone's got you through it before. You know, nothing life can really deal, deal out you that you can't get through. It might not be easy, but um, you just have to have faith that, that you'll get through it. Were there any specific, I guess, faith moments in that tough time? in that struggle? I remember sitting at, sitting at church one day thinking, you know, what do I do? I've, I've got no job. Um, I had an awful marriage breakdown and, you know, nasty divorce. And, and I remembered um, my dad saying to me, you know, leave it up to God. So I was sitting in church looking at the crucifix up on the wall thinking, you know, what am I going to do? And then I just thought, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to let go and just, you know, just leave it up to God. How does that letting go change the way you think about what you're facing? I think it's taking that stress out of it where you kind of think about it all day, all night, keeps you up all night because you're thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And just thinking of it that day, it was like, it was like a relief. It was like, you know what, well, someone else has got this and, you know, let's see what he's got for me because he knows. At the time you decided to let go and, you know, trust in God to look after you, why could you put your trust in God? Uh, I don't know, I think it's because of maybe going through with Dad's death and, and you know, Dad had, my Dad had a very strong faith, and so did my mum. Um, it was, I think it was in me all the time, and I always prayed to God, you know, to, to look after, you know, probably more so my children than, than me. Um, you know, I feel like he was there all along. 
And it was just, Kerry, you need to stop. I'm a warrior, you know. So I think it was just a, you need to stop worrying, Kerry, because this is eating your life, you know. And it's worked before, you know. It probably worked for Dad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just like, no, I just have to, I just have to let, let go. Took a, it took a few years, but it, it's, I think it's kind of worked out how it was meant to. Yeah, you know, having the faith that someone else has got a bigger plan for you, you know, can get you through the, the rough days. Kerry, I notice you've got a really interesting tattoo. Can you tell us about that? I have got a tattoo that uh, on my wrist, and it says um, "Faith, Love, and Hope." And uh, I say, you know, you have to have you have to have faith. You have to have faith in God that you'll be okay. You have to love yourself, and you can have nothing in life, but you can always have hope. You're listening to Messages of Hope. Feel free to go to our Facebook page at Messages of Hope where you can like and share a post about today's message and encourage others. That's Facebook Messages of Hope. Today, Celia is talking to Kerry about surviving financial hardship. Eventually, after a lot of job rejections, Kerry was employed part-time as a receptionist with a community care agency. She discovered there was a lot of support available for what she'd been going through, which she didn't know about when she needed it most. Kerry, what assistance is available for people doing it tough? So we do food assistance, which is what's covered under emergency relief. And that can also be helped with clothing, household items, referrals to other agencies or workers. Could be someone going through domestic violence that may need personal counselling. We have personal counsellors here as well. We can make sure they're getting the right Centrelink payments, the right concessions. There's grants available. Um, there's lots of things available. Does that cost people? Um, it's, it's all free. It's all confidential. Not, not telling you what to do, just saying these are things that can be done that can help. Would you have gone to an agency? If I knew, if yeah. I knew back then, it would have been hard. But I think um, knowing what I know now and the resources that are, are available, I, I think I would have. Why would it have been hard for you? I think that first time walking through the door or making that phone call to say, look, I need help. I need, I'm, I'm struggling. It's that shameful feeling that you've, you know, you're not normal. <laughs> It's difficult and you can see that in in clients when they leave you know they say to you you're not what I expected and uh, we're all human I, I, you know we we walk together with people we're not looking down on people you know we're walking together. You went on to become a financial counsellor what motivated you to do that? Actually my when my father died he left mum in a lot of debt and my uncle who at the time worked for St Vincent de Paul's he actually helped mum out with dad's debt. And I think that's what kind of led me to financial counselling is, well, that's what my uncle did for mum, you know. Yeah, that interests me. So I studied the diploma and five years later I'm still doing it. Do you see many people in a similar situation to what you were in? Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll probably see it nearly every day here at Lutheran Community Care. I've been here for seven years now. Um, yeah, anybody, could, anybody could end up here. It could be the person you're sitting next to on the bus in the morning, you know, or it could be the person you're sitting next to in church. Things happen in life, you could lose your job, you could lose your relationship, you, be, you could become sick and not be able to work. So it's, it's everyday people that these things happen to. I think people not knowing about free financial counsellors is a huge thing. I wish we could put it on, back of, on the back of buses. Because the changes that we can help people with is, is incredible. You know, I've got a client whose son recently passed away. Both parents couldn't work and um, they had a mortgage and some other, you know, other debts. 
and uh, I was able to put their mortgage on hold for an extended period of time um, while they could just mourn the loss of their son without worrying about losing their house. I'm surprised banks let you do that. They, they do. If you know. Yeah, if you know. You know, we, we can negotiate with banks and with any utility company to say, this is what's going on, what can we do to help this person through this, through this period? And most of them have got hardship policies, but they, they tend to work through, through a financial counsellor. Because we're looking at the whole picture and we can actually be a voice of reason for these clients that struggle to speak for themselves. I imagine that one time of year when money pressures can be extra stressful for people would be Christmas. What were Christmases like for you when you were doing it tough? I think I dreaded it coming because it was like, <laughs> A, what am I going to afford? A friend might be getting a, an iPad or a bike or something and my kids were getting you know, a $20 present each. Those days were very hard at Christmas or birthdays where you knew that you couldn't, you couldn't keep up with the Joneses, I guess. But looking back on it now, you don't, you don't need to keep up with the Joneses at all. You just, you know, kids appreciate the love, I guess, more than the size of the gifts that they get. But yeah. But I think it's good, though, because my kids have learnt that empathy for other people. Yeah. Can you give us an example of that empathy? I had a lady come here with three or four children. She'd been through a domestic violence situation. She'd been here for help before and said she came here because she felt safe. And the little boy had no choice. The, these people had just walked out with their clothes off on their backs. I remember going home and my, my son wanted a new Nerf gun. And I said, mate, that's fine, I'll buy you a new Nerf gun. But those four you've got in your bedroom, I'll take them and I'll give them to this little boy at, at work because he's got no toys. And uh, my son went away and thought about it for a while. And then he came back and he said, mum, I don't want that Nerf gun. You take the Nerf guns that I've got and give them to that little boy. I think it's instilled in my children that they're, they're okay. They might not have everything that everybody else has, but there's a lot of people worse off than what they are. So looking back now, what are the main things you've learned from your experience? Probably asking for help's a big one. And only, only looking back on it is faith is what got me through it as well. And that I just have to, you know, let go and let God, really. You're listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about finding hope in difficult financial times, go to messagesofhope.org.au or for a free booklet call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. God promises to be with you in the tough times and can give you hope to keep going. I'm Richard Fox and I hope you can join me again next week for another Message of Hope. Real hope to cope with life's challenges.